This is the Hot Metal Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Sully, founder of Snapper Studio, a brand strategy and visual design studio in the heart of Newcastle, Australia. And I'm on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and confidence in what you're selling. From thoughtful, empowering brand strategies to defining powerful visual stories, I'll arm you with bite-sized branding tools to help you grow your brand and leave your own unique mark. We're fast approaching episode 10, and I've scratched the surface of the importance of having a solid strategy. Most conversations I have with business owners begin with them looking at improving their brand, whether it's from a visual aspect, uh, reputation, or that the business has changed so much that they feel yeah, awkward explaining what the business actually does to somebody else. That's pretty common. It also highlights the need to get the messaging right, whether this is a tweak to their brand identity or a complete visual identity design yeah, working alongside the strategy. And at early doors in most businesses, we get hustled to get a brand identity. So unless your brand's on TikTok or Instagram, you probably don't have business. That's the kind of mentality. And the flow typically looks something like this. Logo and variations, color palette and fonts. There's other stuff after that, but, you know, I'm generalizing. But the top three, are, those three are the ones that people go to early on. They focus on the sexy parts of the business first without understanding where they're positioning themselves. This gives them, yeah, I guess a necessity. This comes from a necessity to launch and generate money. So with programs like Canva and AI generated logos, you can create a logo in less than five minutes. Um, so yeah, the logo fonts and color palette come together without much thought at all. You'll stick to, yeah, default colors that are kind of in there anyway. And, you know, you can see it now. You get that creamy kind of background color and a slightly darker hue of that cream color for the dominant brand color. Um, but here's the kicker. There's like 20 other thousand businesses that just did the same thing as you right then. You know, it might be spread across the world, but it could be in the same place you are. Um, but yeah, you look, there'll be different names, but you kind of get the idea and the, you get the drift of what I'm trying to say. So... Yeah, today, this is why I'm focusing on design and choosing your brand colors. I love talking about colors, so I'm currently creating a guide to help people understand color theory, including, yeah, obviously choosing the colors and color psychology and a bit of um, brand memorability in there as well. So you guys are going to be the first people to hear about it. So, yeah, I guess moving on to today's lesson, the first step is to identify your direction. So what's your brand trying to communicate and to who? Um, Yeah, you don't want to really just kind of go in there and pluck colors out of thin air. 
whether you're scrolling Instagram or looking on websites or Pinterest or looking, yeah, for trendy color palettes. Trending color palettes, like um, you kind of get Pantone's color of the year they release and highlight a particular color every year that they think is going to be topical. So they'll pick out things like sustainability as a topic and then they'll pick out like one color that they think represents sustainability. As a result of that, you get a sway of new companies starting to use that color, uh, even if it's not a good fit for the brand. Yeah, so if you're picking colors from things that you're seeing, there's a good chance that it's coming from a place of personal preference, which is okay, but it not, might not be what your customers resonate with the most or what makes you stand out from competitors. Hypothetically, all right, imagine you've got a brand strategy for a clothes label. You know and understand everything about that business. You've worked all on the ideal target market and you've customer personas, brand's personality, understanding, you know, you, you're communicating feelings and, you know, you've picked out what you, you want to, you've worked out how you want to be perceived by people. Um, you've probably also looked at competitors to see what they do. You, so give you more details on the brand. You design environmentally friendly, long lasting clothes. And yeah, you put in all this hard work on upfront before diving into the visual identity. So your target market is women who are disgusted by fast fashion, want, you know, want to actively participate in saving the planet and saving some money by owning quality clothes that last longer. The brand is, yeah, you're backed up by research and you find new ways to contribute to cleaning the oceans and supporting brighter future for your future generations. Uh, you want people to know that the brand is credible and that you test products safely, not on animals, and that you maintain high levels of quality control across your, you know, your ranges. Uh, the goal is for people to understand and to consider their purchases first and know where their clothes come from. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no place for hesitancy when it comes to protecting the planet. That's your view. Uh, words you'd use to describe it. Uh, bold, radical, unforgiving, fearless. Uh, really strong visual, visual words. And if it were me picking a color palette for this brand, I'd first look at uh, what your competitors are doing. Um, this makes sure that the we aren't going to pick something that's completely identical uh, and it also helps making a final decision when you're kind of, yeah, narrowing down a collection of colors. Remember, I want them to stand out, not blend in. So having done a little bit of research before I recorded, all the competitors use white, black, greys and sagey greens. You know, those really soft sort of sagey greens that are kind of associated with, uh, yeah, I guess organic, um, earthy Australian tones. Yeah, I guess, uh, 
And there's one that really stood out and I can't decide if it's in a good way or not, but they used a blue and a red and they were kind of, they really stood out. Um, so that's maybe they're, they're kind of going in the right direction. It wasn't quite executed in the right way. I think it could have gone further, but obviously not having not dived into what their brand was and their kind of, yeah, their, their strategy, it may have fit them perfectly. I just, it was a quick glance. So yeah, I'd look at the brand personality that you picked out and words like fearless and radical really kind of strike a, strike a chord. Um, and you can use them to set them apart and mix that with the target market that you've kind of identified um, it would kind of lead me to picking like a really solid, bright yellow, um, indicating a, yeah, a brighter future and complementing it with maybe one or two colors, like a, a hot pink or perhaps like a slightly toned back version of pink with a hint of yellow, uh, something that's kind of like right being right between the two of you know, your dominant colors. And then maybe complementing that with a, a really light yellow for background colors, but also like a, a deep, dark ocean, greeny blue color. Um, and if you do want to pick a color palette similar to a competitor, it's all about how it's applied. And this changes the mood and feeling dramatically um say they picked that color of sagey green as their accent color and used it like 10 percent of the time you could reverse this of course and make it your primary color so your your core color and use it 80 percent of the time leaving space for you know a couple of other little bits and pieces so like that yeah a couple of other colors that you need you need a bit of variation in there so yeah i'm obviously yeah really passionate about getting this bit right outlining the colors how they used and where they used and obviously yeah like what proportion are they used in is it a, a 80 10 10 split or is it you know is it slightly less than that have you got another color in there is there a you know, is there, have you got more, is it in more of an even split and how, yeah, how do you use it and where do you apply it? So it's those things, there's, there's a lot to go into it, but you kind of, if you can get the colors right backed up by the strategy, it's really good. Um, and one thing to note, it's essential that you love the colors too. And if you're not loving your marketing content and the colors that you use, you're going to, it's going to push you to flip them and break the consistency that we're aiming for. And you'll end up losing out on all that squishy brand recognition and undoing all the work you put into the strategy in the first place. A consistent color palette increases brand recognition by up to 80%. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's pretty huge. 
And a big topic that I want to cover a little bit more is uh, brand memorability. So certain brands have nailed down colors. Things like Cadbury's, they trademarked the exact purple they use on packaging and advertising. Fast food chains, they use red because psychologically it's signaling hunger cues. And it can go deeper than this. So even smaller brands can start owning a color if they use it consistently. You'll become known on, you know, your social media feed if it, if it you know, always jumps up yellow uh, with that pink, you know. It's like, ah, oh, there's, you know, there's the, the fashion brand again. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's a really powerful way to have a look at it. And, yeah, if a brand in your industry is known by a certain colour... It's a good idea to look at different options or flip it around. Um, Last thing, this is like, this is like huge. Okay. So you need to uh, also be aware of the audience state of mind and cultural expectations. So for instance, if you're a yoga studio trying to instill calmness or calmness of mind or body, you probably won't want to start introducing really bright, bold, vibrant colors and patterns. Like it's not going to work in doing the, doing the right job. And then, you know, you're not going to communicate to them in the right way. And then culturally, you need to consider the impact and the meaning of the colors that you choose. So, yeah, we need to make sure that we're sensitive and we don't offend people. And this is especially especially important if you want to make your products and services available globally. Um, so yeah, a color like purple in Japan means uh, represents power and wealth. But in Thailand, it's the color worn by widows. So yeah, you can see where you'd need to be careful if you're going globally. And if you're struggling to pick out colors work on eliminating the colors first so getting rid of the reds and pinks and purples moving away from that and you know concentrating on the colors that do seem to fit and then yeah kind of narrow down from there that's a that's like that's how i would do it so i hope you've really enjoyed today's episode and got some practical advice If you're clear on your strategy, picking your colors will be much simpler. Um, And if you have enjoyed it, make sure you follow the podcast so that you can learn more about branding and yeah, be, be aware when the new download becomes available. I'll see you around.